Welcome everybody to the GBO Podcast where we're talking Gamecock basketball only. Brought to you by Modern Exterminator. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. Bryce, good weekend, man. How you feeling? I like winning. Yeah. It makes me makes me feel good. This was the best weekend of Carolina basketball. It's the most fun I had in the Colonial Life Arena this weekend in a while. What about you? I didn't have fun in the arena because I was in a bed and breakfast for Valentine's. Yeah, y- y'all are y'all are getting your Valentine's Day weekend plans in. I have to be a nice husband every now and then. That, that, that I want I want to stay married. All good, all all uh, positive things here. And as long as the Gamecocks win, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Everywhere I was at this weekend, I had the phone watching. Oh, the game. I'm sure you did. So I, I was that guy. How much, I was that guy. How much trouble did you get in? With not the too phone? much. She appreciated that I yeah. was able to not go to the game. Yeah. Not bitch and complain. Yeah. And. I was still, I'm still being me, but I'm also branching out and being a nice husband. And uh, maybe you need to, maybe just bed breakfasts for you and, and it's for the you second and the one. I was, all, yeah, for our anniversary, we did the Georgia game. Y- y- y'all are at so, home, and we so, won so that one too. So you're undefeated while traveling. During two and the season. zero bed and breakfast. Two and two and zero at bed and breakfast. That's right. Okay, but let's get on to basketball because I don't think people we're losing viewers <laughs> is more as we talk about bed and breakfast. Yeah, but the ones who are staying are. Crack it up right now. That could be. This is hilarious. But anyway, okay. it looked great on TV. I, I'm sure it did. It was it was a it fun weekend. It broke my heart a little bit not being there, but I'm glad yeah. we won. It's a fun weekend. Um, and, and not only, and on top of a fun weekend, overall good week. Two hey. and o, men are 2-0 in the week. Women were 2-0 in the week. And women showcased beautiful on ESPN College oh, yeah. game day. 18,000. It was it was incredible. The, the crowd at the Colonial Life Arena on Sunday was it's the most people I've ever seen there uh, in the 10 years that I've been going to men's and or women's basketball games. And you told me these were the longest lines you've ever seen it, it going was, into a game. It felt like like going to a football game. We needed to plan more, like like, like was not planned well enough ahead of time getting down there. Um, and and uh, we can get into it later in the show. But uh, but the the atmosphere once game time happened was incredible. The women looked great against Tennessee, and just and just minute by minute, just put it to them more and more as the game went on. And you saw Tennessee de- pushing they, back, but in that fourth quarter, they were just tired. They, they and they, were, and their they best were, player was hurt from yeah, the game prior. That's true. And and like like if we didn't have Boston, that yeah, would have been tough. But they battled. Yep. But fourth quarter, they wore down, and yeah, it was great to see that win for the ladies. Yeah, but but uh, also the men. Best thing that happened on the week. I think we need to jump into it. Well, like the well, first of all, let's talk about the attendance. How was that attendance for the LSU game? Well, I, I was talking about best thing that happened on the week. Um, buzzer beater. You, you know, at half court, man. We, we've almost forgotten about it. Yeah, like, because how big the LSU game was. Like, like, but but that was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Well, let's get into that game. Let's don't just jump to the end. Let's get into it. Okay, Mississippi State. Start the week. Not Mississippi State. Ole, Ole Miss. Miss. Mississippi State there you go. is next week. We need that win coming up. Yes, we do. All right, so we're going into the Ole Miss game. Ole Miss is the second worst team in the conference by SEC records. So they were 3-9 and nine coming in. So, it so what you're much saying is, is this was a must win. It was a Georgia-Georgia must win. Must win. And the whole game... We kind of started off decent. We kind of had a lead most of the first half, but then it dwindled near the end, and we go down down one at the half, 29-28. And it was kind of a – and this is funny for me to say that. We kind of played down to our competition. That happens on the road, though. That's okay. Because we're like, a middle-of-the-road SEC team. Yeah. We're around 8-12, to 12, yeah. depending on the year, and – 
when we play the worst teams in the conference, it's always a dead heat. Yeah, and, and I mean, that, that happened at Vandy. That happened at uh, you know on the road at Vandy. It, it even happened for a little bit on the road at Georgia uh, until we woke up and went on a twenty-four to nothing and run. And it's SEC team, so they yeah. have D one caliber players. Yeah, so yeah, and and it's on the road, and, right. and and that's okay. Like like squeaking out a win by the by literally the bounce of the backboard on the road in the SEC. That's t- t- totally fine. You, you know, like like that. Even if it is the second worst team in the league. All I have to say is Ole Miss had a center, I believe last name Brooks, and I wanted him on our team. Yeah, he was good. He was athletic, 6'9", 6'10", but with muscles, but not too bulky. Yeah. And I'm just telling you, he was pushing everyone around. When Levesque went out, our backups, Wilson, was getting abused. i just saying, shout out to the Brooks player for Ole Miss. I wanted him on our team. He looked like a muscular Ronaldo Balkman. Ooh. He was just pushing people Did around. Did you just call Ronaldo Bachman not muscular? He was kind of scrawny. Okay. He had a huge nose. We called him Renosdo. <laughs> but you know what I mean. He's all the way around the basket, and he was just pushing people around. He kind of looked like an LSU center, power forward that we always play. That yeah, big, athletic, but have yeah. muscles and like a Josh, them. like a Josh Gray built. Josh Gray, but then without the Josh Gray game. <laughs> right, right. With a little bit, with a little more refined. So game. we were getting hopefully, pushed around by Brooks. Uh, hopefully. Let's keep it positive this week. That's right. Hopefully a game Josh Gray develops into. Sure. Right? Okay. But anyway, just want to bring out Brooks. That guy was fantastic. But anyway, we're down one at the half. Second half, Ole Miss kind of has that six to eight point lead most of the half. Yeah. Until about the last four minutes. And you know what happened after that? Second half, Stevenson happened. Stevenson said, you know what? I'm an SEC caliber player. I want to start making three-pointers. I'll tell you what. And they came out of the blue. If he if if he played against us, I would hate I would hate him. I would I would he, he is the type of player that when he when he's your guy, oh he's just and the you best. were telling me at the LSU game texting me that he talks a lot of trash. Oh my gosh, my gosh! At that it, it was the oh he he was in a guy's head. He was in a guy's head at the LSU. They game. showed him on TV a little bit talking trash, and, oh, and that's he was, a lot most most of the SEC games this year. Yeah, and and uh, and. He was also playing great at LSU, but but he he hits these two threes in Mississippi so, State. So and in this, so the first one he makes at the top of the key, money, and it's funny. I've always said this: if you're a Division One caliber basketball player, if you're wide open, uncovered, you should make a three pointer. You need to have a conversation with James Reese. Well, we're gonna get into that. Let's get. Let's <laughs> stay, hey, we're staying positive, okay? Yeah. Stevenson did a pup fake, and the guy went past him, and he had all day, and he yeah. made it. And, I, and Stevenson, when he's wide open, yeah, he makes his three pointers. He makes his three. But his second one is where he pumped, faked, and kind of did like a little leaning fade away to the side three pointer, and it goes in. And I'm telling you, if it wasn't for those two threes, we were down two three each time. Yeah. We were going to lose. Yeah, he makes those big shots. We're up two with about. I think about 45, 50 seconds, we get a steal by Carter. Carter gets fouled. All he has to do is make his free throws. I think it was at a front front end number one and one he missed. Yeah. I believe so. He missed the front Uh end of one and one. But if he makes a free throw. Game's over. It's a better chance being up three where you foul. Right. You know, because Frank does that a couple times he has fouled. So anyway, Carter misses the free throw and Carter's up and down in free throw time. He either makes the clutch shots or they're bad misses. But anyway, he misses. They call a timeout, and they're 
their player, I got his name right here, Matthew Merle, he drives on Keyshawn Bryant. And Keyshawn was all over him. Yes, yes. He couldn't have done anything better. He was fronting him, everything, driving, and the guy makes a two-pointer with what? Yeah. About a second left. Second left. We're going into overtime. I was mad at the time going into overtime. I thought we were going to lose. Because all the momentum went to Ole Miss in that overtime. I thought we were going to lose. So in overtime, it's back and forth, back and forth. A couple missed free throws, made free throws in there. And it comes down to 74-74. Yeah. We inbound. And we it's throw a 1.2. Yeah. Around two seconds. It was, it was, I think it was two seconds. I two think it was seconds exactly left. two seconds. And that's enough time for what? Catch, dribble, shoot? Catch, dribble, shoot. You don't even, uh, Wilson didn't dribble, but he could have. So we throw it in and it was very interesting how Reese caught this ball. And before we get into this, let's mention it right now. Reese is in a three-point drought. Yes. He he is Eric Stevenson start the season cold. I think he's 2 of 16 in the last two games. It's it's not good and it, and it, and it's not like he was coming in hot. And that is a great reference. He is Eric Stevenson first two games of the year cold. First, first two games of the year cold. He he is he is just And the shots look good. Everything. They just roll around and hit rim every single time. Every time he we'll we're going to get into LSU in a yeah. second, but every time he shot one at LSU, it look I thought it was going in. You, you know like so anyway, yeah. just wanted to mention that, Reese. Yeah. So going into that, see what, he's 0 for in the Ole Miss game. I believe yeah. he's, he's 0 of 5. And then we throw it in. And here's what's interesting. Kuzinar went to go get the ball, then Carter. Yep. And then they weren't open. And then Reese came down, did a spin to around three-quarter court to half court, caught it right at half court and throws it up, and it banks in. Yeah. And – we didn't deserve to win that game. We stole one. We won. I think Ole Miss had all everything to win. Going into overtime, I yeah. felt that was their game. And I will say this. If we don't make the shot from over, half court, I think we lose in double overtime. Maybe. They had maybe. guys making clutch shot after clutch shot. But, hey, we're not getting into that. Yeah. Reese makes it from it's three the- point. And, hey, and wins a win. Wins a win. Because that loss would have been – I mean, we wouldn't even talk about even the bubble bubble. Yeah. So we just oh, yeah. we have a glimmer of one to five percent hope the, the, after the that NCAA, Ole Miss game the, that we're winning. The NCAA tournament hopes are still alive. There's a glimmer in our and eye, they, but and we they can, are and they are alive because we banked in a half court shot. We can see the bubble. We're yeah. not touching it, right? But we can see it ahead of us. When, when, and and I will say this: when that went in, it was alive. We can now see it because we came home this weekend, like, and we played great against LSU. We, right. we we didn't even play our best game. So give me the attendance. The the lower bowl, I believe, bowl is ten to twelve when it's full, the and then up, was, up, up top is six or seven. Eight it, it was it was not nearly as many people as were at the women's game for Tennessee, but it was it was probably. What would you guess at the ten to twelve thousand range? I would, I would say it was the most Carolina fans that have been at a game all season that weren't the opposing fans. Yeah, like Kentucky might have had the same amount of people there, okay. but there were more Kentucky So lower people. bowl full and, and a, some remnants in the a upper deck. of people in the upper deck. Okay. Um but uh, So going into this game, so so far our wins going into this game was against bottom dwellers. Yeah. The highest one would have been I think around the 10 seed A&M right now in the in yeah, the standings. In, in in the standings, in the SEC standings. Going into this game, this was a quad one opportunity that we needed. We've beaten the four worst teams in the SEC 
twice, six times that that aren't us. Right. Yeah. Like 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 there's the, the, to Georgia, to Vandy, the, the way that the SEC, Ole Miss, excuse me, yeah, th- that aren't us and, and Mizzou. The the way the SEC breaks the bottom six teams in the SEC right now are us, Mizzou, Vandy, UGA, Ole Miss, and A and M. We've beaten the six games we had won going into this game at Ole Miss, at A&M, Vandy twice, and Georgia twice. So going to this game, this was the time to actually say, if we're going to actually be winning, we need to beat a quad one level team. Yeah. And they were just ranked. So they're in the fringe top 25 team. You need to beat them at home in front of a good crowd and a pretty good recruit that was in town for the next few Gigi Jackson was in the house. Number one rated rivals player in the country right was, now. He's a junior. It was, it was the it was the right time for him to be in the house too. Like uh, I'm I'm actually a little disappointed. Uh, Silva and PJ were sitting courtside. Yeah, you were telling me about this. And and I'm a I'm a little disappointed that we just didn't have him sitting down there. Um, next to uh, ne- next they're to, always on the floor, and he and, and when we bring recruits in, we they're always on the, the first row on the, the bench. We put them behind, behind the, bench. the bench. Yep. And so, so you can get a you can get a good taste of how Frank's going to treat you during the game. You can tell if Frank's had mouthwash, yeah, or not. Oh yeah. Um, but so, so it's Legends Weekend. We're we're bringing back our 1971 ACC champion, and then so the, we we honored. We, yep. So we didn't do it last season. We didn't honor the 50th anniversary of the ACC title team, right. which, by the way, I believe we're still the defending ACC tournament champs. <laughs> Because we left the ACC after that. I, right? I believe that the last time we played an ACC game, we won the ACC tournament. We beat North Is that Carolina. A correct, that's yep. a correct statement? Right. Yep. Um, Kevin Joyce out jumped some guy from North Carolina. And we're not going to act like we're experts there because we weren't born then. We just you know read some stuff. Uh, uh, we, we could get Bob and, we could get Bob and Big G on the pod. Yeah, we need to get our could, parents they could, on. They can they talk, could about, talk it. about When this they were game, in college. They could talk about this game for, for half an hour right. if y'all wanted to listen to it. Uh, but, uh, but so... We were honoring that team, and then we were also we also honored the 25th anniversary of the '97 uh, SEC title team, the BJ Mackey team. Yeah, and uh, I was a little disappointed that we chose the same game to do this. Well, you need to put them all together. They call it Legends Weekend, so yeah, they kind of combine them and bring all the championship teams. We don't but, have a lot of them, but but we should have. I think we should have done one championship team and then a different championship team. But you know, it's that's whatever. If, if people want to get upset about that, sure. I wasn't too upset about this, but uh, but I thought it would have been. It, it felt jam packed at halftime getting all of this in. But I'm glad they at least had players there that could talk to the recruits and oh, yeah. say, hey. We stayed home. At least the ones from South Carolina, like PJ, can say he stayed home and he's yeah, well we liked a, here forever. And, and Even the, though he only stayed for what two years. Yeah, and then at the end of this, this was pretty cool. At the end of the Legends Weekend, they did a little video thing where they had where they had a montage of guys being interviewed. Okay, at the um, game. At the game, um, and uh, or no, before the game, they had a montage of guys that had, they had interviewed a handful of players before the game. And they all like said, you know, uh, Alex English, Columbia, Dreer High School. PJ, I'm PJ Dozier from Col- from Columbia, South Carolina, Spring Valley. You, you, you know, and they all like said it was all local guys that had played. They all said, you know, who what, they were. What South Carolina means you know, to you them? You know, I'm I'm BJ Mackey. You right. know, from Irmo Irmo High. What what it, and what it, and I went and I'm a Gamecock and what it meant to go to South Carolina. And then they just put on the screen, who's next. <laughs> I think they were intending that for a for a certain for a certain someone. And I even heard this on the TV 
Gigi Jackson chants from the student section. Oh, yeah. So a, a he was of, well known in the arena. A lot this of, day. And, and, and he was hyped. He was hyped at the win too. He was he was he was he was digging it. So anyway, going to this game. Give me the atmosphere, the feel. Is it pumped up? Is it juiced? Oh, yeah. yeah, it was. It was. It was. It it was probably the best men's crowd we've had. Everyone was excited. Everyone was ready for a win. And um, you know what? Like the team, it we, looked like turnover city early on. But I will say this: we came to play for a team that couldn't buy a bucket in the first half, which we couldn't do. We couldn't buy a bucket. Like like uh, we missed our first nine threes. But they were open shots. We were moving the ball well. I'm assuming a few of those were Reese, and they just clanged off. Yeah, some of those were, were Reese. Some of those were Cousinard. But but we missed our first nine threes. And um, LSU came out to play. They did. Our defense was was on point. Um, but even with our yeah. defense, they I mean their players are better. But we they I have mean, better talent. I mean we held it together that whole first half. There was one point in time they got up 14. I saw that was the there highest. Was, they there got was one in the first point in time half. towards the end of the first half. Where I looked at our percentages, we were eleven percent from three, forty-seven percent from the floor, from the field, a hundred percent from the free throw line. <laughs> that that was where we were at one point in the first half, and so it was a it was a weird day shooting the ball. We the um, but uh, but then after starting after starting we finished eight for twenty-seven from three, so it means we after missing our first nine threes. Down the stretch, we went 8 for 18, which, you know, I'll take any day. But let's talk about this in the first half. We're down 14, and then towards the end of the half, Cousinard goes on this stretch of just points where Cous- we Cousinard. were down 10, 12, and then he went, I think he scored 5, 7 in a row. He, he cut it to 5. He, he puts the team on his back. Uh, his mom showed up. I think she was from Chicago, came, and he found. He said in the post game that he found out that morning she was coming, and he played inspired ball. Yeah, he was. he was – you, you, you know, and, and people have said that he's had some stuff going on, you, you know, mentally, like all season. And and don't get me wrong. I get that. I get, I, I can't imagine. We're not going to act like we know what was going on. I, I, yeah. I, I can't imagine what it's like, you know, being a college kid, you know, away from home with your mom having cancer right. and, and everything. Like, like that is, that that will, I'm, sh- I can't, I can't even comprehend what that'll do to you while you're playing a college basketball season. He came to play Saturday, and it was fun to watch. It was the Jermaine Cousinard that, that that I was excited that for. That we thought about was happening that, from that freshman year. From from that freshman year. that It was the player that that I had wanted to him to become was was, was what we got at LSU. And, 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 and uh, just like you said, he put the team on his back. At least at, least at the end of the, at, at end the, end of the, the first half. half. End of the yeah. first half. In, end of the first half. He kind of put us on his back. He got us back into the game. And I think we're only down by like four or five at halftime. Right. So we're down six. Six. 42 yeah. 36, but with 18 points of that coming from Cousinard. Yeah. And so, and um, just to, to have been in this game going into half, I felt in a really good place. I felt like we, I, I felt like, like everyone in the arena thought we're in this game. I, I, I knew we were in this game. And then we come out in the second half and the rest of the team showed up. But I will say this, there got to a point around the middle, around the 12-minute mark of that second half, we're down 11 again. Yep. It was it was back and forth. But as Frank said in the postgame, the team knows that they don't they don't get worried about the score. They keep well, fighting, and you can see that, that I mean, they're yeah, fighting. And, and basketball is a game of runs. You, you, you know, like, That's a Sumter Link special. Oh, yeah. Basketball is, is definitely a game of runs. And, you know, you hit two threes. You, you hit a three and get a stop and hit a three again. 
and and it's a whole new ball game. I mean, uh, we go on a run there, m- middle of the middle of the second half, where we get a couple of buckets, we get a steal, uh, we, uh, we come down and, and, and hit a three, and it, and it puts us up one. It's when we went up one for the first time, and then we and then. Kuzner oh hit a three. I think we go up one. Yeah, Kuzner hits a three. We go up one, and 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 it was like the third three he had hit in like a three minute span or something. Right. And and one of them was just stupid deep. Like like he he just he just jacked it up, and it just was buckets. Um. But uh, right after Kuzner hits a three to put us up one, De- we get a steal, throw it up to Devin Carter. He goes to shoot another three, and just. Air balls it like, like well, that's like, right. We get up one. Yeah. He get a steal. Yeah, and go and drive towards the basket, but he shoots an air ball. But hey, yeah. we're up. Yep. And it and down the stretch, we were around up one or down one round for a much. while. For for a while. Now I, I, I want to talk. I want to take this second half to talk about Eric Stevenson here All for right. a second because he he did not have a great first half shooting the ball, but but he he ended up with what 15? fifteen. Yeah. Yep. He he ends up with fifteen. And uh, what was he from three? From three, he was only one of two. He only took two, yeah. But I'll say this. You want me to tell you his stat that I love so much? And he, oh, man. He got to that free throw line and went eight for eight. And you know when he gets to the line, it's yeah. money time. Yeah. I kind of wanted to tweet this to you guys. And Chicken Hoops, I almost tweeted it to you. It said, if we had a game where Eric Stevenson just shot free throws and the best player on the LSU shot free throws – well, yeah. Would we win the game? Yes, we would win the game. Just on so, Eric Stevenson's so, so, free throws. Uh, so I was thinking at around like halftime, this is funny. I was thinking of the game, how much fun it would be to just after the season, like to like as as just like some event. Or if, or if Stevenson's back next year, you, you know how like one year they, they put the – they put the fake court down right outside the art museum on Main Street. Right, you, you know, to, to like to, to have get him excited. shoot free throws till he misses. What? Have him shoot a free throw till he misses, and you can like bet on it. And so you can like 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 you can be like, I bet he makes ten, and that pays like two to one. I bet he makes fifty, and that pays like fifty to one, or, or something like that. Like like that that would be so much fun to watch Eric Stevenson shoot a free throw till he misses. Um, he's missed what one on the season? He's missed one against Georgia. Uh, so yeah. so he he got he gets a he gets fouled shooting a three so that that three doesn't count on his box score right because it, he really shot three threes uh, and but but he gets fouled shooting a three early early in the game makes all three and uh, and then he how he many, gets fouled so he in the second half he gets fouled shooting yeah. a th- another three that's right that's I think right. it was in the second half where he. He the, got fouled. And one the, of the threes was in the first half. It, it, I was a minute late to the game. It was happening while I was getting okay, my well, seats. In the second half, he got fouled again shooting a three-pointer. Yeah. No, I think I'm confusing him. It was Kuzinard. Kuzinard gets fouled shooting a three. Kuzinard gets fouled shooting a three, makes two he of the He makes three. two, and then Keyshawn gets an offensive rebound yeah. on the third. Right, my right. mistake. Yeah. But so, but so, but but, but anyway, um, on the technical foul in the second half, it, they didn't really show that on the TV. They finally showed like a far camera view. It looked like the LSU player it was got weird. in the face of Carter. It, it was weird. And I think he like smacked the ball away. Like, like, but so, the ref was right there to see it. Like, like Carter, Carter gets aggressively pressed right in front he calls of, the timeout. of the LSU bench to the point where he calls the timeout, which was a, a great call by him. Right. At this point in time, we're going on the run in the, and we're down one. We're yeah. down one at this point. Yeah, 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 and 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 we had just cut it to one, and 
he calls a timeout. No, they had just scored. They had just yeah yeah yeah. yeah we they're had up cut one. It to one. They had scored, gone up one. Right. We're we're now back down one, and it looks like we're about to turn the ball over and and can't bring the ball up the court, which was a struggle all day. Right. Um, they had good pressure. And um, timeout gets called, and we're going to the break, and the player the he he got trapped, and the two players keep yelling at him. And what I think happened, he couldn't because it was right next to the LSU bench. He couldn't really get out of the huddle. So does so the ref blow and, the whistle? And, and, the, then? and the ref just blows the whistle and just like and just puts a stop to it. Calls the team, te- tees the player up. And I thought, like nobody sees. If you were watching on television, they you just don't showed see this. The, they just showed the reaction of the players after. Will Wade goes nuts, uh, which I, I nothing I, wrong with that. I, I don't blame Will Wade for going nuts here, but uh, but Will Wade kind of goes crazy. They the, show the, him the getting LSU, in the face of the ref of the ref uh, and. Um, I thought he was gonna get teed up. I thought we were coming back because I texted, uh, I texted you and I was like, "Hey, we're coming." Tech called during the timeout. We're coming out of the, we're coming out of commercial break shooting, and it was so funny. Everybody in the stands are 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 going are looking around. Was Stevenson on the court? Was Stevenson on the court? That's right. Because on, on a technical, anyone on the court can, can shoot can the shoot free throws. Throw. But see, we had already, like the rest of the team had already walked to the bench, and, every, and it was because you was, don't want anyone but Stevenson shooting those free throws. And uh, and 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 he's jinx proof shooting the free throws. You've jinxed him the other I have, day. I have tried to jinx him. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. doesn't and, work. And uh, uh, Bryce is famous for jinxing free throw shooters. Like, this guy's shooting. He's yeah, great if, from if, free throw if, line and then yeah, they'll yeah, miss. And, but and Stevenson misses. doesn't work. He'll he'll tell someone, in, he'll tell the visitor that he's only missed one all season while he's going to the line to shoot two. Everybody in the stands will yell at him that he's going to jinx Stevenson. And even the announcers. And then, and then Bryce will turn to everybody and goes, no, he's making both of them. And they just go in nothing but net. I can watch that guy shoot three shoot free throws even the announcers even try to say he's you know he missed one all year and he still made them because usually when the tv announcers say that stuff anyway let's get off that so anyway carter gets fouled so so carter gets he makes both free throws and we go up one yeah and and so so stevenson so but but it's back and forth still right and and um as as we are going down the stretch uh there's a play the, the the last play we they take the lead again. We cut it to where we're down one, um, and um, or, or we get back into it. We're down one. We, we score a basket to get down one. Then we're coming back down and we steal the ball. Okay, and this is this is our seventy sixth point. This is the last point that we end up scoring until Keyshawn hit goes one for two from the okay. free throw line. Um, we steal the ball and uh, we're coming down the court. It gets like deflected and Stevenson's running after it. Keyshawn's running after it, and Keyshawn's got an LSU guy on it. There's like a minute left in the game, and uh, Keyshawn's got an LSU guy all over It gets over in him. front of Keyshawn, and he and, grabs it still under and, the basket. And uh, and Stevenson's going to get to the ball first right? at the angles that they're taking. But Keyshawn is running full speed and doesn't have an angle to the basket. Right. And it's the most it's, it's one of the most heads-up plays I've ever seen a guy make on the basketball court. Stevenson slows down. Okay. Let's Keyshawn... Full speed, corral the ball, corral the ball, and flip it to him. He dunks and, it, and and Stevenson just has the easiest dunk on the planet. It is it, only Stevenson on our team would have made this play. Like like not not a, a every other guy would have got would have tried to beat Keyshawn, which I don't blame them. They're they're hustling, right? You, you know, it's a loose ball. Go get the ball, and um, and we may get a layup, may not get a layup, out of position. But uh, we go up 76, 70, We go up seventy six seventy five. At that point in time, they come down the floor. We get a stop. 
They shoot the three and it looked good that it was going to go in, but it yeah. rings out. And Keyshawn didn't score a lot of points, only three points, oh, he but got he was man getting man rebounds. rebounds. He was just, you know, when he's going up there, there yeah. is no one else getting the ball but Keyshawn. He he got he 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 comes out of nowhere too some of these times like like there's big guys going up for it and he's got and the best vertical on that floor it's it's the most he, he might be the most athletic college basketball player I've ever seen when he wants to go get a rebound he gets it and he, and he goes up with just one hand and just yeah. corrals it with power he, he's he's I'm trying to think of other South Carolina players right off the top that were super freaky freakishly athletic like Chris Silva was freaky athletic Keyshawn's more Keyshawn jumps higher. Um, I can't think of the guy. It was Kay Davis. I forgot the guy on the Fogler team. He had a 42-inch vertical. Uh, he would and, do some dunks, and, but and, Keyshawn and is up there. R- Ramon Galloway would jump out of his shoes from time to time. But Keyshawn being at 6'6", oh, with the vertical, makes him one of a kind. And and he just, com- he just comes out of nowhere in the air and just takes the ball from everybody. And, and lands. So we, he gets the rebound. We, we bring it up. And he gets fouled. He tried to throw the ball up, which would have been smart, just yeah. deep in the air. But 1.5 seconds, he misses the first yeah. and then makes the second. I kind of went, you know, a different strategy there. He, I mean, he, he missed the first one, not on purpose. He, he just missed it. Should have, should have, the, the strategy at the line for Keyshawn shooting the free throws, he should have made, he should have tried to make both to go up three. Right. Once he missed the first. He should have missed the second. Uh, he should. They were definitely shooting a three. He should have missed the second and not let him inbound the ball. You, you know, like, like and, and to where the guy that caught the ball had, had to, to throw shoot, it up. But had, anyway, had regardless, he makes the second. They call timeout. And Bryce. And it's, it's almost like an Ole Miss deja vu. It, it could have, have been. It would have been the most Gamecock basketball thing of all time if we had, if we had lost this, if we had dropped this game at home to a half-court shot. Like, I felt it coming almost. And guess what? This was so interesting. You know what Frank did? What? Josh Gray comes off the bench. Never played a minute till there. Yeah. And against his former team, oh, which yeah. is a little interesting storyline. And he just keeps on jumping high. And when a 6'10", 250 guys jump, he affected that pass. And and by the way, when, when, when the ball didn't go in, he was more fired up than anybody on the team. Right. That's cool. Yeah. But anyway, they throw it in, and we intercept it around the three-point yeah. line. Game over. We win. So, big win, big, big win. win, big win, two Quad and zero on one the week, win. and now two and zero on the week. And I believe I have to do something. You said if we went two and zero, you said you had to say something nice about Frank. What and, is it? And 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 I I thought I've been thinking since I've been thinking about it since Saturday. Uh, Bryce, the rotations, they were pleasantly delightful. The this rotations week. this week, kind of starting around Georgia. Yeah, we had a little bit of line changes in those games, but the old the Ole Miss game in LSU. He played the best players, the starters, over around 30 minutes or more. And he kept his son walk on and others like Brandon, Brandon Martin, Ch- Chico played, and Jacoby Wright under 10 minutes. Brandon Martin played, you know, three more minutes than I would have liked him to have played in the LSU game. But, but they were was, breather minutes. But it was nine minutes. Oh, when he came in in the second half, it, it was danger zone. I mean, in the first half, when he, he came in in the danger zone, we were getting behind and it was danger zone, but but um, at least Frank's not playing. He like, immediate he immediately got the ball stolen from Brandon him Martin, Jacoby Wright, and Chico Carter, and then Josh Gray's kind of hurt. So the, those guys are playing around you know six or seven minutes or under, which is fine. But I think it's AJ AJ Wilson, Taquan Woodley, and Devin Carter. Those are the three guys that are coming off the yeah. bench. And and see so, here's so so here's the other thing. Okay, is that um um just. The rotations were good, and this team is good when we play the right rotations. We've got seven to eight guys, 
and that's it. Like, like we've really got seven guys. Uh, um, we, we've got our the, the five guys that we're now starting. So we're finally we're finally starting the lineup we should this week. So it was Cousinard at the point. You have Reese, Stevenson, Keyshawn, Levesque. Yes. Uh, Best we're, players We're right starting now. those five, and they're all playing well, um, with the exception of Levesque in the LSU game. He had foul fouled, trouble. Oh, man. When he picked up that foul with like 17, when he picked up foul number four. And it was with, on that alley-oop, which was yeah, a little bit questionable. With, with 17 minutes left in the first half, um, in the second half. And we were, if you had told, he did not, he came back in at the four-minute mark. We were down one. Right. If you had told me we'd be down one when he came back in the game, I just would not have believed you. I thought it was over when he Woodley it and Wilson did serviceable yeah. minutes. Yeah, but so so, but just like Levesque, Bryant, Stevenson, Reese, Cousinard, with Carter and and Wilson being our our six and seven guys, and then, and then Woodley, Woodley for minutes when there's Woodley, foul Woodley, trouble. Woodley, Those are our eight, and and that's and, and that that's should the be rotation. the rotation, yep. and that's the rotation, and that's what the rotation was at LSU, and it's what the rotation was at Ole Miss, and uh, and it better be what the rotation is Wednesday at Mississippi State. And this one just leads to my tweet probably every other week. Look what happens when Frank plays the best players the most yeah. minutes. Yeah, and I get guys are hurt, right? I get guys are suspended, but just. It's, it's, and, and I get guys have things going on. All of that is not lost on me, but this is also not taken out of the, you know, the, this is something that we're not taking, just it's not new in the 10, in, in this Frank Martin tenure. This is every year, every year we are, we're playing with guys' minutes, we're benching kids to prove points. This is the point I like to say. Frank, earlier in the year and the years prior, he likes to play guys like he's a church basketball church church basketball coach. Yeah. Everyone's going to play their minutes to make sure their parents are happy. And that's not how D1 basketball should be. You'd be playing your starters and have up to seven, eight, nine guys and, playing minutes after and the, that. And the team needs to click. And and it takes so long for this for these teams to click. And part of it, part of it is that he's is that every year he has had such a retention issue. I'm getting upset that uh, he, has had, true. he has had such a retention issue every year that he has to play everybody because he doesn't know who he has. But the last couple weeks, he he, he finally, has figured he, it out to play he, starters he, he, he thirty plus minutes. He, he knows what his team is, but see, he should know who what his team is coming into the season, and it should be a question, and it should be a question who's going to be the eighth or ninth guy. Right. The, the, like who who's going to be guys seven eight and nine? It shouldn't be a question of who are three of my five starters going to be. Right. It might be a question who one of my five starters are going to be. It should not be a question who three of my five starters are going to be. And like and and that is every and that has been every season since the Final Four. He has had these turnover issues with with players, and he cannot retain a team. And if we keep him as our coach, which I'm thinking is is more and more likely as every day goes by. If we keep him as our coach, I bet you there will not be good retention next year. Well, let's get into that. So we win the game. We're 2-0. and we, I didn't think we were going to do that. So we're starting to smell the bubble. We're not on the bubble because that leads me into Kim Palm and, Nate, and net so, rankings. So we, we have officially reached in a place in South Carolina basketball that is near and dear to Gamecock Media's heart. We are on what I like to call the bubble bubble. We are on the bubble. David Cloniger's bubble. bubble bubble. Yes. David Cloniger's and and other writers who I'm I did not see any, but I'm sure they were written 
and they're definitely out there on Twitter, okay? Okay. In Gamecock Twitter, of uh, what this team needs to do to be on the bubble. Let's be clear. That means that we are not on the bubble. If we, we, we are, are we are only on the bubble if we do these things. If it's on Frank's media press conferences, he would already say we're on the bubble. Right, right. But 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 see, he is saying we're on the bubble because we are in a spot to get to the bubble. But the problem is, is that we aren't on the bubble. What are we in Kim Palm in the net? All right, in the net, South Carolina is ninety three. And what are we in Kim Palm? I think we're around 96, 97. That's not on the bubble. The first and foremost, that 96, 97 in, and 93 in the net is not on the bubble. That is not getting into the NCAA tournament, which means we have to do some things in order to get on the bubble. What do we have to do? So here are the facts, and we're going to go off net. Sure. Did a little digging this week. Sure. The highest team, which, you know, in the upper teams, what I'm talking about, that has made it into the NCAA tournament since the net was started. I believe the net started around 2015-16. Wichita State at 72 was the highest team in the net to make it. Yeah. And around the net and the Kimpom, because you know pretty, this, the Kimpom has been around forever. The yeah. net was brought in the NCAA to do what Kimpom does. Yeah. And they just renamed it. It's right. pretty close. It's not all the same. But... There and and you can see with our ratings that we have listed coming up that they're all within the ballpark of two, three, or four Kim Palm to the net. So anyway, we need to get to the low seventies to be considered a true bubble team. Right. Go ahead. Right. And so, um, like like a perfect example, and and this is a little guide misguided here. Okay. Right. But um, the twenty sixteen team that didn't make the tournament that was on the bubble. That team was, was. that team was tr- the definition of a bubble team, the number one seed in the NIT, right? Which is what this team was. The last four out of the number one seed is 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 the last team out of the NCAA tournament, which right. means you were on the bubble, correct? And uh, and that is what this team was. They were fifty eight in Kimpop. Okay. Okay. Now that does have the two NIT games. One, we we beat High Point. We lost to Georgia Tech in so, game two. So one, we, one, one. No, no, but that factors in the two games we played. We played two two NIT games. We played two NIT games. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, so, so that that has into its factor, I believe, the two NIT games. But we're about in the 50s there is, is where we were. And, um, you know, like that might have been 58. good enough. 58. We are 58. Yeah, we finished 58. So that team's 11 and 7. And there's teams in the 50s and 60s that miss yeah. the tournament all the time. That team's 11 and 7 in conference play. And uh, was a Georgia game away at the SEC tournament. JJ Fraser, yeah, uh, and we probably talked about that five or six times now. That we that, we that screamed team. our, we lost our voices at the wig. No, it wasn't at the wig. It was, it at, was Kelly's. at Kelly's. And our listeners can correct us on that because they have right. heard us tell them that we watched this game at, at Kelly's. Uh, and now it's called the Aristocrat, not the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there, some of our listeners might have been with us at Kelly's, right? Um, watching that game. Uh, but um, we we lose this we, we lose that tournament game. We don't make the tournament. We were fifty eight there. That team was eleven and seven and won twenty and won t- more than twenty regular season basketball games. I think at the end of the regular season we were had twenty four. Yeah, wins. Yep, twenty four so, and eight around there. And so this team 
to get to 20 wins has to win its last four games. Correct. Okay. And we have four games left. And that would also get them to 11 and 7. Correct. I will say this. If we do that, we're it. If, man, you're you're writing the article. you're writing the I'm, same I'm article. Writing, I'm yeah. writing the bubble bubble article. If we do that, we're in. But here's the thing. We're not going to do that. That requires going and winning at Alabama, and that requires going and winning at Auburn. We're not winning both of those games. So let's talk about this. We have our next game coming up on Wednesday. We're recording this on Monday because of my bed and breakfast coming back late. So sorry. So we're recording this on Monday night. Right. We're playing Mississippi State at the Colonial Life Arena on Wednesday. What are they in the Ken Palm and net? They are 47 in net, 38 in Ken Palm. So I believe to be a quad one. I think it's not when, fifty. No, it's it's one to thirty at home. Okay. And then after that, so this would be a quad two opportunity. Sure. For Mississippi State, we need to win that, which is possible. They beat the crap out of us at Mississippi State, but we're capable of playing with them. Yeah. All right. So that's coming up on Wednesday. Who do we have Saturday? We're at Alabama. And I can't even remember the last time we won at Alabama. It's really been a long time because we're a bad matchup. They are always have big boys that are physical, and they just beat the crap out of us. They're just bigger they're, they're, and better. They're 22 in the net. They're 20 on Kempo. So that would be a quad one opportunity. I mean, if if, if we go 2-0 again, I'll start, taking, I'll, start, I'll start taking this NCAA tournament talk serious. Well, if we win these two games, we're going to go from the mid-90s to lower 90s to, I think, around the 80. Around 80. We're going to start and maybe and, and it, in upper 70s. And if we, if, if, if we could take care of what we really need to do, what we really need to do for this for for our net and ranking here, right? We need to beat Mississippi State. At Just home. win by ten plus, and that we is going to gonna be huge. Them. We need to beat them ten plus. Yep, like 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 10, 15. If we could beat them by ten or fifteen points, we're in business going we, into we, Alabama. We are in business, um, and um, so after that, we have two more games. We we come home from a zoo, which is a winnable game. They're bad. Oh oh, b- by the way. At, at this point, with the way that Frank Martin's talking about this season and the indifference that he has been showing to to the performance of the team up until this point in time, all right, where like at the press conference going into this week, he was like, "We're in a good place. We're in a good. Uh, it, Which, it's a it's a six game season, and we're in a good spot. You, you know, like we could be in a better spot, but we're. I think you, you, Chicken you know, Hoops popped a vein. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Uh, we when. We could call this the let's let's uh, just talk about what he says. We need on to Twitter. get chicken hoops on the pod. Yeah, maybe, we'll see. If we'll set that up for next yeah, week. Uh, Kyle, we're talking to you. Join the pod. <laughs> uh, I I bet he'll do it uh, if we uh, if we know how to do it. We, we have to we, we have to do a like caller pod, and so we'll Bryce, figure Bryce is going to have to run some technology. That's here. right. We'll figure it out. Uh, Bryce is an IT. We'll figure it out. There we go. So uh, that doesn't always happen with IT guys. Oh, that's another story for another day. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so anyway, um, so then we finish the season. Yeah, at Auburn. At Auburn. That's the game on the schedule. Where I'm just going to tell you right now, it's going to have to be a miracle to win at Senior Night at at number. I think they're number two. They just lost over the weekend, so they might fall to three or four. But top five Auburn. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is going to be the it's, equivalent. This is the equivalent of that '97 team beating Kentucky. At Rupp on senior night, right? So it, Kentucky, it's a one percent chance. K- Kentucky hadn't. They said this on the on the on the thing at Legends. Kentucky hadn't lost on senior night since the fifties. 
That's, when we beat them in 97. That's wild. And and here's the thing. And I, I like this team. I love Keyshawn Bryant. I love Jermaine Cousinard. They're not B.J. Mackey and Melvin Watson. Well, maybe they need to change that in this next yeah, two weeks. That's right. That's right. Maybe they need to change that. Maybe they need to at least become, you know, Sundarius Thornwell and, and uh, Dwayne Notice or, or Chris Silva and P.J. Dozier. So let's talk about a dream scenario. Well, dream scenario is three and win, one, three and one, three and one down the stretch. You wouldn't be mad at three and one. So, so two, y'all, two and two doesn't get us into the NCAA. We don't get in without a, a deep run in the here, SEC. Here's tur- where tournament. we are. Here's where we are. We, <laughs> and I just said deep run in SEC tournament. Frank doesn't <laughs> do that. That never happened. Frank has won more NCAA tournament games in his nine years, That's having close. made it one time, than he's won SEC That's tournament close. games. I think it's around five SEC tournament wins. I need to go look that up for next week's pod. I think I, I he's bet at it's five. Less. I think you know. I looked it up. I okay. looked it up. He's okay. around five to okay. six wins. But right. that is an interesting little yeah, yeah. If that was so, close. So, uh, but uh, two and two puts us in the NIT, right? So let's say, and that's probably the most logical. Two and two, two and two's losing to Alabama and Auburn, but then we probably have to win two or three SEC tournament yeah. games to even start sniffing it. But yeah. let's talk about the best case scenario. We're probably going three and one, three and one. Yeah, if we win in Alabama, that's great. And then if we can steal one or right. two in the SEC tournament, we might be in. Yeah, yeah. Are, are, are you ready for But what? I don't want to oh, – we're talking – we get excited. So, Sumter, so, you and I so, get excited so, so after uh, 2 and 0 what is what, what is Frank Martin Excella doing? Spinning. No, 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 spinning. no, no. Well, he, he, he can spin. But but unlike anybody else, we've coined the term the Frank Martin. Oh, it's in place. Just so – Those, those the, Alabama game, that Alabama game and that Auburn game is sandwiched with Mizzou at home. And and so for, for, listeners, for, for listeners out there – what we like to refer to as going pulling a full Frank Martin right. is beating a team you have no business beating and losing to a team that could be you, the worst team in the you, conference. You have no business losing to right in back to back games. It can happen in any order. It can happen in either order. You, you know, like you'll lose, you'll you drop the game you're supposed to win. You then win the game you're supposed to. You, you then win the game you're supposed to lose, or vice versa. It's set up for it's set up for us to lose this Mizzou game, and honestly, he's talking about this new six game season. It's okay? down to that four game and, season and, now, and uh, and the must win on this schedule, right? Uh, outside of the Ole Miss game uh, Tuesday night, the must win on this schedule is um, Mizzou. If he loses it, he can't spin. Tanner, Tanner should hand him the pink slip. You, you know, like 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 if he loses to Mizzou. I don't care if he beats Auburn. We're not. We're not in the tournament. But let's don't go down that road. Yeah. So hey, let's go two and zero this week. Two and zero. And I'm just going to tell you right now, if I was a betting man, I'm smelling one and one. Yep. What do you got? I, I, think, I think we, we can I beat think Mississippi we, State. Beat, lose at Alabama. I, I feel good about beating Mississippi State on Wednesday. But if we beat Alabama, we will both this, say something nice about Frank Martin next week on the pod. If if we if we beat Alabama, I will stop making bubble bubble jokes. If we beat Mississippi State and Alabama, we, were, I will, we would be I will deep say, in the bubble bubble. I, I Not the say, true bubble, but the bubble. No, no, bubble. no. I will I will say that we're on the bubble. I will say that we're a bubble team, and uh, and that and that it is. If we win both of these games, I think that we have a right now. We only have a hail mary scenario at the NCAA tournament. Okay, that's right. However, however. If we if we win both of these games, 
we've we've thrown that sneaky pass, you know, right. the, like with five seconds left down to like the thirty yard line, and it's a much better. It's a it's a much better. It's not a hail mary anymore. It's still a miracle, but it's a it's a more doable miracle. We need to finish in the top seventy five in Kim Palm and Net, and yeah. then that's the true bubble. Yes, maybe. However, in. what I want to talk about, if we go two and two. This team was never on the bubble, and that is so important to be. That said. would be nine and nine. Yep. If if we go two and two, we would be nine and nine in SEC play, and we would have never been on the bubble. And this has to be remembered because as soon as people start writing articles about us being on the bubble, and um, about us having to do all these things to get on the bubble, it is seen in terms of South Carolina fans as being on the bubble because that's the only thing that South Carolina fans really get to celebrate year in and year out with right. the basketball team is a team that's get, that's on the bubble because we because we're we're hardly ever on the bubble because we hardly ever make the tournament. Hey, let's see what happens. Yeah. But let's talk about let's switch gears quickly to the women. Man, we uh, they handle business again. We almost should have done this in two separate pods because because there was kind of a lot to talk about this week. Right. But um but not only did they handle business. Well, they played the worst team in the conference and they broke their soul. Yeah. Uh, Boston got, Boston double, got her double-double. Double. At that time, it was the 18th double-double straight. Handled business 75-38 over, over Auburn. It wasn't much to say. It wasn't a game at all during that game. Yeah. But that led to the ESPN College Game Day doing their third ever women's game. Yes. ESPN College Game Day came into town. 18,000 fans. It was, it was on unreal. hand. It, it was, was unreal. As we talked earlier in the pod, beautiful. It was it was it was unreal. Uh not only were eighteen thousand fans on hand, ten thousand of them were down there an hour an hour early. For the show. It was at eleven. I was trying to park a car at at like eleven forty. Okay. And me and ten thousand other Gamecock fans thought, you know what, if I if I just get there a little beforehand, I'll get in by noon and I'll and I'll watch game day comfortably from my seat. And Bryce, that did not happen. That that did not happen at all because there were because because there were lines wrapped around Colonial. It's the, I, I waited in a line to get into the. My guess would be up. half of the doors were half manned. Yeah, that, and that's a Ray Tanner thing. That goes back to another Ray Tanner thing. Man, I, I don't want to be negative about this, but the athletic department was not ready for game day. We, and that's sad to say. We, we weren't ready for it. Um, they normally open the open the doors an hour and a half before tip off. Okay, you, you can if you want to get there early, you can get there an hour and a half before tip off. So there's an event happening an hour before the game time. They don't push back when they're opening the doors. And so we don't open the doors until 1130. Well, there were people that were trying to get there before noon that were there before 1130 trying to get in and just making them wait outside. They are lucky that sun was shining. It was beautiful weather. And it was a very nice day. It was it was a little crisp, but but like it was like high fifties, low sixties. It was very pleasant. In the sun, you know, it felt good. If, if you had a long sleeve, if you had just a long sleeve shirt on, no jacket, perfect day. They were lucky that was the case because if it had been cold, or if it had been rainy, oh, it would have been a disaster. Uh, but one thing that's wonderful about what Don Staley has built here at Carolina is that if this was happening for the men, and they had done this. We would have all been furious. Everybody was just cool. Like everybody was just the 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 vibe of a women's game versus the vibe of a men's game is such a the different. The stress thing. is a lot lo- yeah, lot lower. Everybody was just cool. We were just standing in line, just like yeah, cool. It's it's cool. Just 
get us in when we need to. There was a book drive. They were out collecting books beforehand. Well, hey. Everybody was chatty and, and happy. We get into the game and um, senior day. It was awesome. And here's a fun fact. We had 31 offensive rebounds in this game, the most ever for the women's team. We we 31 own, offensive rebounds. That's we that is some rebounding. We, we we put it to a man. And Boston got her 19th straight double double tying the girl yeah from she, LSU for the SEC record. Yeah, we put it to him, and it was it was it was electric. We we got off to a slow start, and her hair was orange, which was it's funny. Really took it to Tennessee. She said that her hairdresser picks the colors of her hair, and I just thought that was interesting that they picked. Uh, Orange. So, so I was looking on Twitter for this and I couldn't find it, mm-hmm. but I was like the whole game convinced of something that occurred. Tennessee's starting center's hair was was dark red garnet, like, and and I was convinced that Boston and this girl knew each other, and you know because they all know each other. But I will say this: I don't like the color orange, but I enjoyed the, her orange hair, especially because it was on yeah. a Gamecock, and, and Aaliyah Boston can do whatever she wants. A- Aaliyah Boston literally can do it, and on just. Whatever she wants, I, I will not say anything about her. And uh, when she's on the basketball court, guess what else she does, Bryce? Take over the game. And does whatever she wants. So anyway, we have two games left for the ladies. That was senior night. We're at Texas A&M, at Ole Miss, teams that are having – Ole Miss having a decent year. A&M's a little bit down, but hopefully we can finish off. But we've already – we just need to win one of them to win the outright title. Let's win both of them. Number one seed going in the SEC tournament. Any complaints? Anything bugging you for the women this week? I guess the only thing bugging you for the women is the the, the, athletic, the department. athletic department on not the arena ready. in not, general. Not being ready. There was only one person working the parking garage. You know, like they didn't have multiple lanes open. They weren't getting. You know, um, it, it was just it, it was it was very stressful getting to the game, and it was clear they weren't ready for it, and. Which is a little, which is a little un, uh, sad, you, you, you know. But but just like, but at the same time, they're not used to eighteen thousand people being in the Colonial Life Arena, even though it's built for that. Right. I mean, how many times have we sold that place out? I think it's around seven or eight times. Yeah, there's not many. Yeah, and so, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, Zion has probably sold that building out to you know. Almost as for the many times games there for, for the two NCAA tournament games that were there. Almost as many times as, as we've sold it out. Well, hey, good week, a four no week, which is rare that yeah. the men and women win. We missed this. The modern exterminating. We know what bugs you. What's bugging us this week for the men? What was this? What was this week's? Um, open free throw shooting. Open free throw missing. Missing, oh, not not free throw shooting. Excuse me, open three point shooting. Aren't all yeah. free throws open? <laughs> We've been talking too long. That's it's, right. It's been Let's a wrap long day. this up. So, the, uh, yeah, James Reese needs to make wide open three pointers. Yes, yes, that's what's bugging me. And uh, and hopefully, but when you're winning, we can deal with that. Ho- hopefully, he'll go a little Eric Stevenson here, and he'll shoot through it, and uh, just like Stevenson shot through that cold slump. And he'll get hot exactly when we need him to get hot, and that is at Alabama. Well, let's see what happens. Let's, uh, I got let's... one more thing okay. before we get off. If you have, if, this is I think this is our longest one ever. We're we're uh, we're approaching the hour mark, right? Uh, but it was a great weekend. Uh, one more thing for for where you got off before we leave here, listeners. If you've stuck with us, 
I think we need some bed and breakfast suggestions for where for if we beat Mississippi State Wednesday night for where Bryce should take his wife this weekend instead of going to Alabama. Anybody got a good bed and breakfast idea out there? Uh, just just hit us up on Twitter at GBO underscore pod. Or Gamecock Basketball only at gmail.com. You almost blundered that. Uh, there you go. <laughs> and, uh, and, and let us know a good place for a bed and breakfast for uh for for Bryce to take take his wife instead of going instead of uh cuz when we go to when I go to bed and breakfasts we win. That's right. Um uh what what types of bed and breakfasts what what's your like dream scenario of a bed and breakfast there Bryce? What do you want out of your out of your B&B? If there's a 60-inch TV that I can watch the game, that's a win-win. <laughs> Y'all, we need a bed and breakfast with a 60-inch television. We need a listener to find this for us and uh and send us a suggestion. All right, guys, we're out of here. See you next week. Go Cox. GBO out.